1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast.
0: And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli, That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson. Coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3. And everywhere you get your podcasts on demand, Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash the like and come and join us in the chat. Already seeing. Look, I I saw a great uh, comment from the chat yesterday. They said it's the Cover 3 tailgate. The crew that shows up early, mm-hmm. they wait for the stream to start. On a day like today, they're already comparing their locks. They're already talking about their bets. So come hang out at the Cover 3 tailgate. Show up early. Get the conversation going. And, of course, Smash that likes. No likes, no locks. You know how it goes. Because it is Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. The very, very best time of the week where we get to give you our locks for the weekend. So we begin like we always do with a review of the week that was Bud Elliott. Five and three week. The wins were Ohio State, Notre Dame under, Wisconsin, Purdue over. Florida State team total over, Ole Miss, Alabama under, and Penn State minus fourteen and a half. The losses: BYU plus ten, NC State minus nine and a half, and Rice minus two. Uh, Bud, your thoughts on the week that was?
3: Yeah, so happy to go two and zero in the lock fights. That that felt good. Uh, both those were were no sweat. Um, I mean, when Calandria double pumps a bubble screen that should be picked off and it's so late that NC State's defense basically falls down and they run it for 70. I knew we were in trouble. I knew we were in worse trouble when when NC State, which was already down two safeties, and they run a three-safety defense, lost two more safeties. Like okay, like, there's no way this team has enough safeties to function, and indeed, that was deader than dead. Uh, BYU allowed two defensive scores by Kansas, so hard to cover the number there. I don't really know that was the right side on a success, success rate basis, but Kansas didn't move it on them all that well until late. I'd probably bet that again, having watched it, but maybe a little bit lighter. Florida State team total, absolute luck box on my part to to go to overtime and get that. So that was clearly not the right side. Uh, Ole Miss, Alabama under no sweat. I mean, Ole Miss can't block Alabama. I think we absolutely knew that. Iowa can't score. And uh, Rice, I mean, Rice let me down, man. I, no no
2: no no don't blame rice
3: you took I rice as a road favorite <laughs> yeah I know, I know daniels got hurt but still like that was that was a pr- pretty pathetic defensive effort by a rice defense that on the year had been okay and usf's offense to me had kind of sucked on the year and they both turned it around in the, the directions i needed them to not turn it around so i'll certainly take five and three out of that slate um seems like a fair record for what i thought i put down
0: one hundred percent. All right, I went five, three, and one. The wins were App State, Wyoming under uh, I Iowa, Penn State under. You got Notre Dame plus three. That's going to be your uh, your push sauce right there. Marshall minus five. The SMU TCU under, and then Western Kentucky Troy first half under double body blow principle coming in to effect. Now, I was right there with you, bud, on the BYU. Don't know if I would go back and bet it again, but I knew I was being risky. I mean, you're dealing with a team that functionally scoring can be very difficult for BYU. You are hoping that they are going to be enough of a pain in the ass that you're going to somehow stay within that number. When you need them to mount a big comeback, it's not a good sign. Uh, Also lost that first half over, nowhere really close there. And Louisiana minus nine was cruising, but did not end up coming through. Uh, The Cajuns clearly looking ahead to punching a hole in the boat as uh, Louisiana will be taking on Minnesota this week, 5, 3, and 1. Danny, 6, 3, and 1. The wins, Kansas State, minus 4. Iowa, Penn State, under. Rocking right there with you. Uh, the Ohio State, Notre Dame, under. Also, Florida State, Clemson, under. Florida State, minus 2. Little 2-for-1 special. Love to see that come in. Oregon, yeah. Never a doubt there. And Texas A&M, the losses were SMU plus six and a half in the skillet. Uh, the under in Wisconsin-Purdue, Badgers got the offense rolling. And then the Oregon team total, that's a
4: travesty right there. Um, that, that's, the one, that's the only one I want to talk about because I've noticed this in life. I noticed this in the stock market. I read a bunch of these books back when I was a day trader, getting absolutely shellacked, <laughs> that they said your wins are never as enjoyable. Or they're never – the joy of the wins – is never as high as the low of loss. Does that make sense? Did I say yeah, that right? Yeah. Cuz it yes. came out really convoluted, but I'm still like as good a week as it was. I cannot believe that one didn't hit when you have 35 at halftime and the coach goes in and says we're going to run it up and they don't add to it and get over. That one still stings. That one's going to bother me for the rest of the year. What a day trading Danny. Like how well, how how intense
0: did day Yeah. <laughs>
4: That's like a story for another time. Like, I'm talking oh, six screens. I was up trading the European markets at 3 a.m. <laughs> and just uh, it was uh, the term death by a thousand cuts. This guy right here. <laughs> I mean, because I thought I had it, I thought I had it figured out. I was shopping for beachfront real estate uh, in, in Florida. I was ready to buy like mansions. And then now I'm working three different shows. So you go tell me how it worked out. <laughs> 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 now i'm getting texts to join
0: spotlight at the last week <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh that's good stuff uh tom six and four uh man just love to see all these winning weeks for the crew uh also in on kansas state also in on app state wyoming uh Got out there with Washington because Washington is a wagon. Rutgers, Michigan under. Uh, New Mexico plus three and a half. And Tulsa, Northern Illinois under. Uh, the law only losses were the Oregon team total. You were right there as well. USC minus 34 and a half. And Illinois minus 15. I know we've got some fighting line eye takeaways. I don't know if you want to delve into that too much. But uh, like the Side of that offensive line gets fixed, we're going to keep our distance.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just kind of where Danny is with the Oregon team total because I can't believe that thing lost. And Dan Landing is on my hot seat. But I want to point out, Danny Day Trader, you are up. If we include Moneyline Sprinkles on the season, you are up 7.95 units this year with an ROI of 15.6%. You're a wagon right now, dude.
4: So. Maybe I'm back shopping for Beachfront
1: Real Estate. Let's <laughs> go. go. <laughs>
2: uh, all right. We got to flush that week
0: as good as it was because, like Danny said, we can't linger on our wins. We're hungry for the next one. So, gentlemen, week five on deck. Y'all ready to lock it up?
2: I Let's guess. Since 2005, the under in games between service companies
4: is 40 40- nine and one we're locks. give me an over and this one as well a little two-for-one special You'll get these locks i was a sicko last
3: week y'all were watching good games i was live betting the hell at a uln Kentucky. my blue plate special five-star locks are coming
0: five-star master lock lock it you up. Love these locks.
1: i'm 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 living and dying every, every point every cover
0: Going to begin with the early birds, uh, the Thursday and Friday action. This week on Thursday night, we've got Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, some Cayuse on CBS Sports Network, Tulsa and Temple, and then more Conference USA with Jacksonville State, Sam Houston. Anybody got a lock for Thursday night?
2: I have one. Okay, go for it. Twitter tip of the day, and I'm locking it up here too. Sam Houston State under 14 and a half points. Sam Houston has played three games this year. It has scored 10 points combined in all three of them. I expect that things will improve now that conference play is starting and the schedule is lightening up. But the way that offense is playing, I'm not betting on it scoring more than two touchdowns in a single game.
3: (laughs) Yeah, things might be going in the wrong direction there.
0: We like they, were they going in the right direction? No, no, but I'm saying like <laughs>
3: like, like they they might be approaching absolute zero. Uh, I I looked long and hard at betting Sam Houston State this week. I really wanted an excuse. It's, this feels to me like the absolute spot to bet Sam Houston. Right? It's it's Jacksonville State off a nice win, short week, conference game, first conference home game for for Sam Houston. Uh, but they keep losing guys on offense. I, I watched that game and I was like. Damn, like that guy went down too. Like this mm-hmm. I, I, their starters are already not good. So maybe the drop off ain't, ain't that big, but I'm not willing at all to risk my hard earned money, or according to some people, our lazily earned money uh, on Sam Houston, right? Like to me, that's just not going. I Tom, I think that's probably that's probably pretty sharp.
0: Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be on the mothership. I'm not gonna be on the broadcast. That'll be Alex Del Barrio and Malik Zaire, but I'm gonna be looking at a hundred miles of hate. And I'm going to be looking at Western Kentucky, and I'm going to go ahead and lay it. Are We still at six and a half? Are we still under seven?
2: There's oh, both. i get you yeah. six.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll take a six hit too. <laughs>
2: yeah. You would do that to Jordan.
0: <laughs> oh, I listen. <laughs> it, there's a lot to like about this game. Mostly how bad both of these defenses have been. And when we get into this game, and we get into the rivalry game, we're going to throw a little two for one special on there because we're also going to go over sixty. So we're going Western Kentucky minus six and over sixty. Uh, I think that obviously the Hilltoppers have not been able to fulfill the the wildest dreams of what Austin the Austin Reed led offense was going to be. But man, Middle's defense might be a nice antidote for that. And I like the um, I like the support or the fallback or the hedge that I have because if uh, this does turn into a shootout and it ends up being a three four point margin or uh, I end up losing outright with uh, Western Kentucky, it's not because it's a rock fight. It's because this thing is an absolute shootout. So a little two-for-one special. Let's hope we cash them both, but I definitely don't think that we will be losing them both.
2: I'll get you 59 and a half. Ooh, it's moving the other
0: direction. Chip line value. (laughs) Uh, All right, Right. anything else for Thursday? I want to fight that.
2: All right, let's do it.
0: Fight,
3: First lock fight, fight of the week. The Western Kentucky middle fight, total. Fight. Give, me, give me middle plus seven here. All oh. Right. Yeah, I, I, I've i been waiting on this for a lot of the week. I, I understand it's some pretty respected money on, on, on Chip's side that moved that. But I, at seven, I, I need to take it. I, I really don't trust West Kentucky's defense to get many, if, if any, stops. Uh, I I don't hate this Fadiato kid, if that's how we say it, who, who's been playing quarterback for middle. They're a tough team to to to, to prep for. Um, honestly, like, like they're, they run some unique stuff on defense. They had some guys out last week who I, I kind of wonder if they could have gone on defense. I think maybe could be back this week. I I don't, I don't hate middle here. It's <laughs> is it body out? Is it body out? I, I don't know. However you say it, uh, look, I, I nailed it. Perfect. Okay. Jordan is a middle Tennessee state guy. Uh, when the balls lose and a, a balls guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Thursday, uh, that's nothing else for Thursday. We can move on to Friday. We've got Louisville and NC state. We got Utah, Oregon state, Louisiana tech, UTEP, as well as Cincinnati BYU. What a what a Late night, Friday night, Big 12 games. I feel like that's, this is where we're just going to go ahead and get used to having like an Arizona or an Arizona State. Obviously, BYU hosting this one out here. I, I could see this becoming a spot with the new Big 12. Anybody going to get in on Friday locks? I got one. Go for it.
4: Uh, Louisville has been awesome. 4-0. Jawar Jordan, Tote the Rock. Jack Plummer has been really good. You know what they haven't done yet, though? Play anybody? They haven't, they haven't gone on a true road game just yet, and they're about to go to Carter Finley Stadium, where the Wolfpack have been. I, it's they've been, they haven't been have been impressive, right? I mean, it's kind of like they're second to last in passing in the ACC, which is kind of wild because that's exactly the opposite of what we thought we were going to get when Robert and I and Brendan Armstrong reunited. I still think it's a work in progress, but you know what else they've got? I still think they've got a defense that is tough against the run. I think it's tough to win there. Carter Finley, give me the Wolf Pack, the home dog, three and a half. I'll take those points.
2: I will say when Louisville did go to the quote-unquote road site to play uh, Indiana, they did not look particularly sharp on offense. So Indiana did a good job that day.
0: Um, Bud mentioned the, uh, the injuries NC State has had. That is a uh, it's kind of a mash unit right now. And there's this interesting dynamic, not to take you into locals hour, but Dave Doran after the game kind of gave a just be glad we won scenario. Like he detailed all of the things that had gone wrong, including Jordan Houston, the starting running back, leaving the team two days before the game so that he could preserve his year of eligibility, going to go transfer somewhere else. But, man, this is the – as my friend Joe Giglio likes to say, this is the law of the wolf, right? When you expect the most, you get the least. When you expect the least, you get the most. Louisville comes in riding hot. Everybody's talking about him like a fringe top 25 team. This is when that, uh, that Wolfpack team pulls something out in carter Finley. I, I think it'll be a fun game for sure. Anything if else? I'm what? glad
3: you went local because, like, if you're not an ACC boy – you don't really get how hard it can be to go into to Carter Friendly at night. Like, that's that place is louder than Virginia Tech. That place is louder than Miami Stadium. Like, it's weirdly
4: built down. Like, Danny, you played there. Yeah. Like, I mean, that place is kind of nuts. And it always gives Florida State nuts. It gives, like, it they they bring it, uh, especially when there's a primetime opportunity. Friday night, I think, makes it unique as well. Do you remember the dude? Remember the dude with his shirt off, the fat guy? I forget what win that was. Oh, yeah. In I mean, uh, 2012,
3: it was, right? It was 2012 yeah. Florida State. Yeah. 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 Where, where, where E.J. Manuel misses the wide-open screen pass to, to put the game away, and they, they come back, and Mike Glennon uh, scores.
0: Oh, yeah, That would be about nine Mike Glennon crossing routes, one after another, <laughs> after, another after another, after another, to uh, move that ball down the field. Uh, I'm going to go to that ranked-on-ranked Pac-12 matchup, and I'm going to be taking the under in Utah and Oregon State because, as we said in Big Game Breakdown, Utah is Iowa. You just trade out the black and gold for the red and white, and I, I see this one being another just low scoring. And I was looking at the um, the weather. It's not windy, and it's not necessarily calling for rain during the game, but this will be wet Corvallis all the way through the day on Friday. So just kind of seems like it'll be a sloppy physical game, something that, you know, for all the you know big yards that DJU put up early in the season, they're just right back to their bread and butter running the ball with Damian Martinez behind that big offensive line. And Utah really, really good at stopping the run. So I, I see this one being a, a spot, no matter what the cam rising situation is, I'm not expecting much from Utah's offense. And so I'll be going under in Utah, Oregon State. Lock agreement. All right.
2: <laughs> Although I can get you a 45. Actually, I just saw that. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's really, there's. I don't have a whole lot to add to it other than what you said. Utah's defense has been very, very good so far this year. And its offense has been terrible. And I don't even think that even if Cam Rising comes back, he's likely to be, you know, rusty. But on a short week, I doubt he's going to be back tonight. It feels like a tough spot to throw him in. And this Oregon State offense the last few weeks has been pretty kind of eh. like they scored a bunch of points last week, but it was after they fell behind and they kind of came back late. I just don't have a ton of trust in the DJU right now. I think they will have to lean on Damian Martinez, but I don't know how effective he's going to be when he's the only thing the Utah defense has to worry about. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun, close game, and rather than bet the spread, I would just rather bet on there not being a lot of points. I will bet the spread here.
3: All right. I'm 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 going to go ahead and take the Beavers. I, I, we have talked a lot on this show about how Utah is arguably the biggest home field advantage in the sport, like measurably. Utah away from Rice Eccles is not a particularly good team, like relative to their talent level. Like they, they are really, really good at home. And they're a little bit like less than expectation on the road for whatever reason. It's a short week. I think it, if they could get rising back, that would help a ton, but I'm not really expecting that. Uh, I think at this point, like I'm kind of have to believe it when I see it.
0: And is rising to play play. all the skill positions too?
3: That's yeah. I I mean, look, uh, Oregon state's DBs were not particularly good against Washington state, but I, I mean, look—the last time we saw this Utah offense travel—and granted, they switched the quarterback in the game, which is which is fair. Like they went to Nate, and, and it looked a little better in the final twenty minutes against Baylor. But I think Oregon State's defense is a hell of a lot better than than, uh, than Baylor's is, and I, I mean, I could see like like a you know twenty four ten type game, which also hits the under for you guys.
4: Love it. Uh, Let's children sing. I like that. I was gonna stay away. <laughs> One and I are one and one. We're in lock agreement. We need to go to two and one. Yeah, I mean, so I'll have that yeah. now. I'm a little bit nervous about the Cam Rising situation. Now, that was kind of my mindset coming in was just stay away from anything. But I think you make some really good points. And if Cam Rising does come back, his legs, his mobility are a big part of what he does. What if he's a little bit not the same? What if he's 85, 90% as opposed to 100%. Uh, And you mentioned just the fact that it's Corvallis. Another place I'd say, like the ACC boys about NC State, I've covered games at Corvallis. That game, that place can get a little, uh, you know, ruckus as well. So I like the Beavers too.
0: Are they still using the chainsaw as their turnover? (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. The turnover chainsaw. It's pretty awesome. I'll take that one. Anything else for Friday? Until somebody
4: loses a finger.
0: Sam Pittman will be there to scoop it up and put it on ice. (laughs) Deep cut for y'all. All right. We're all good for Friday. All right. Coming up on the other side, we turn our attention to the Saturday slate with our best bets for the day.
1: Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? back
0: here on the cover three podcast get things started with a couple of those you know big national televised games a lot of eyes will be on usc and colorado um buds aren't he already said he's sworn off colorado for the rest of the season <laughs> not a big team not an important game um but it, he might have a lock on it too you know he's he's really good he's sharp <coughs> <about that>. Just- <laughs> whoa
2: <laughs> look at that <laughs>
0: Uh, for those listening at home, that was, uh, that was Tom Fernelli's entire setup doing a backflip off the high dive.
2: I have no idea what the hell happened there.
0: Uh, anybody got a lock for USC Colorado?
4: Yes, I do. All right, go for it. So I think this is a similar bad matchup for Colorado, but I do recognize it's in Boulder, right? It's a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the home field advantage. I don't think it matters, but also the massive unknown is this is in USC's defense. Last, last week, I told you I was going to take the first quarter. I was going to take the second quarter. I was going to take the halftime, and I was going to take the total. I just want the first half for USC. Can I get it 11 and a half? Is it DraftKings that has 11 and 12? Uh, We're 11, 11 and, and a half out there. Yeah. I'm positive of that because I'm right there with you. <laughs> And, like, right. I, I think they blow them out, but there's just that backdoor cover situation that could be open. I think Caleb will have a great game. Like, if you want to touch the USC team total, which money might, make, maybe that's the direction to go to tackle this one. But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and say they come out and dominate the first half, and then we'll just let and see and enjoy the second half and not have to sweat it out. Practically, I
3: don't really know that – I mean, just for the viewers at home – like what are the probable first half scores that result in 11 and a half really coming into play you know what i'm saying like you're only going to get probably four or five possessions you know like i mean 21-10 11 and a half if you're laying it doesn't really matter compared to 12 right I, I i would just say in in that zone specifically with with respect to first halves like 11 and a half matters a little bit more in full game states because you also have less two point conversion stuff going on in first halves. Uh, like, don't hunt for a, a, a juice 11 and a half, in, in my opinion, in for first half, just kind of. I don't know. Like maybe a twelve. Maybe, and maybe a half not money four, make tip. It? Maybe a money saving tip for the audience at, at home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have something along those lines in a minute too.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm. I kind of look at this and say anything up to thirteen because in my head, what I'm imagining is it is a two touchdown USC lead at halftime. Um, Lincoln Riley saw how poorly they played on the road. This is the second straight road game. They had a bad first half against Arizona State, so you're going to be trying to take lessons from that, especially on the defensive side. You also have short week. USC is going to be playing on Friday night coming out of this, so if you think about what the decisions are going to be for the full game like you, Danny, I don't want to sweat that. I think that with the um, emotional factor that Bud did recognize that teams are getting up to play Colorado. Like teams are very excited and knowledgeable of the spotlight that is on these games. I think USC would love to get going and it's so fun to listen to the players um mm-hmm. talk about the morning start. Like it, I've I've come the other side on the body clock. Like do you know how how awful it is to sit around and wait all day long? And like uh you know, it's like pop Warner football. That was a quote from one of the USC players like, "Yeah, you just get up, eat and go." You know Body clock, we have seen examples of the the body clock be a big example be a you know a factor in a game, but I think it might be overblown. So I'm I'm gonna go with USC. They get up, they eat their biscuits, they score touchdowns, and they're leading by two of them at halftime.
4: Oh, if, no, it while, I- if it was if it was USC Oregon, I would one hundred percent take like a first half under because I do think it'll be a little bit of a sluggish start. I don't think it matters though.
2: When I play those early tee times, first two or three holes are pretty rough. before I really get loosened up.
0: Um, I'm going to play the under here. Okay, full game?
2: Yeah, 74 and a half.
3: Uh, The more I watch how Colorado is playing and how teams are playing Colorado, like teams are increasingly not blitzing them. They are playing a lot of two-eye shell because they realize they can get pass rush with just four. That leads to a lot of the ball being dumped down underneath. Um, Also, I mean... It's very clear to me that Dion played not to get embarrassed right in that that Oregon game. I think he understood they were outgunned. He punted the ball in the first quarter from the plus 38 on fourth and six. They didn't bring a whole lot of pressure on Oregon. They basically just said, Oregon, can you methodically drive the ball on us? I I think that's probably what Colorado will challenge USC to do and maybe see if they can succeed in the red zone. Uh, Oregon's, USC's run game has been pretty good this year, too, with with Lloyd. I'll go ahead and play the under 74 and a half. I mean, the implied here is like 49-25, and there's certainly a chance that USC drops a 60 bomb. But I don't know that they are going to keep the studs in for that long, and I I don't know that this game is going to pace out like a Colorado game that projects as close might pace out.
0: Kansas hitting the road to go to Austin. Anybody got a play on the Longhorns and the Jayhawks? I guess we're sitting around 16 and a half over under 61. Over. As a lock? Mm-hmm. All right, nice.
2: I just I I do think I worry about Kansas's defense facing this offensive line. They haven't faced one this good yet. And I do think the Longhorns are going to be able to move the ball pretty methodically against them. And I also think they'll probably be able to hit some big plays against them that Kansas hasn't really given up a lot of to this point. But I also think that Kansas's offense the way it's designed and what it's designed to do and confuse defenses could give some of texas's defense back some problems which could lead to some big plays for the jayhawks so i think this is going to be somewhat of a fun game it might turn out to be a blowout but texas might put up 50 something if it does so that would still kind of help me out but i do think that texas more than likely wins this game but i think it's a fun kind of back and forth affair for the first half and maybe the longhorns pull away in the second
0: anybody else
4: uh, I want to lay him with Texas, but I'm just not I'm not gonna pull the trigger. Yeah. I think I think you could see Texas blow him out, but like Tom does play a pretty good scenario. I mean I am just gonna stay away.
0: It I'm ready to I got way over my skis after the Alabama win. I'd I'd like to see Texas start to, you know, engage in battle, right? Yeah. you know, have have to have to sweat a little bit, start to see what they are because as we get deeper into the season, we're gonna measure them by a standard that we have not measured Texas football in a very long time, which is competing for the college football playoff and the national championship. Because even when Sam Ellinger and Tom Herman and we're back, like even when they got as high as they got in the last 10 years or so, we were still never measuring them by that standard. They were even running second fiddle to Oklahoma at that time. So I'm I'm excited to watch this game. Also at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, it is – the Georgia Bulldogs heading down to the Plains, Jordan Hare Stadium, favored by 14 and a half against Auburn. Anybody got a lock for the SEC on CBS game of the week? Lay them. It'll oh, be a yeah. first. What?
2: It'll be a first.
0: What? Georgia covering?
2: Yeah, Georgia and Michigan, yeah. the only two undefeated teams in the country who are yet to cover a spread.
0: Yeah, this line's too little. Um, Auburn's offense is in shambles right now. They have no confidence in their quarterback play. And the very last team that you want to be facing when you have no confidence in your quarterback play is the Georgia Bulldogs. And so while it might take a little while for the offense to get going and put some points on the board, because I do think Auburn's defense has been playing well this season, I, uh, I believe that over the course of four quarters, this is a boa constrictor game. You know, this is a 28-6 to six kind of game. Uh, anything under 20 points feels like it is It is there for the taking for the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, they need to wake up. They need to have a good performance, and in a rivalry game uh, on the road, I, I think this is a good spot, so uh, I will take Georgia and lay the 14 and a half. I
2: love our rivals. <laughs> that, love our rivals.
0: Did, did, we, did we talk about that yesterday?
2: I think we you, mentioned it as a joke we, a little we, bit. We,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, when when Hugh Freeze is already sort of bracing everyone for this being uh, not competitive. Please
1: don't
2: hurt
0: us. Yeah. Like, listen, <laughs> listen, we love, like, like what, compare that to what we heard from Kirby Smart in the locker room before TCU, okay? Like, Hugh Freeze is like, listen, we're, we're, we love our rivals, and Kirby Smart's telling them to rip their head off. The streets <laughs> will flow with the blood of the TCU
4: <laughs> Horned Frogs. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little uh, bit of sandbagging in that, a little bit of gamesmanship. Coach Bowden, Bobby yeah. Bowden was always good at that, you know, down player I, chances. I see all these Auburn Club. folks.
3: Oh, sorry, Danny. I, Go ahead. Um, I see all these Auburn folks asking for Robbie Ashford. I'd be careful what you wish for. I'm not saying you guys are 100% wrong. I'm not at those Auburn practices. But you know who is at Auburn practices? Auburn's coach. And they went out and got paid.
1: <laughs> 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 and they 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 went out
3: and got uh I can't do it. Um, they they went out and got Peyton Thorne because they saw Robbie Ashford. I think there's some signal in that. Like, could you run Robbie Ashford out there against some SEC teams? Auburn's defense is okay. Play like a – I'm going to call it a pure wildcat, but, I mean, he's in there for his legs if you look at the packages that he's been in so far. Um, I'm a little very questionable that you could run that, uh, you know, against Georgia.
0: Um, all right. And uh, one more, uh, you know, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, Wallace Wade Stadium, Notre Dame at Duke 29. It's the key number here, as in 29 consecutive regular season wins against ACC opponents for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Back it up to the beginning of 2017. That is 33 and one since the start of the 2017 season. They had that down year in 2016. Brian Kelly made some staff changes and That thing has flipped uh, overall. So do we think Notre Dame gets another favorite right now by six or so over under of 52?
2: Yep. Extend that winning streak, Irish, because they're going to win and they're going to cover Notre Dame minus five and a half. I went over it a little bit yesterday in our big game breakdown. I just think that this Notre Dame offensive line is going to be able to lean on the Duke defense and just wear them out as the game goes along. Defensively, If Notre Dame's secondary is able to slow down Ohio State's receivers, they're gonna be able to slow down Dukes. They're gonna put this entire game on Riley Leonard. And I like Riley Leonard. I just don't think he can beat a team by himself. So give me the Irish minus five and a half.
0: Riley Leonard has been better than he has been statistically dominant this season. You know, the you you pull the numbers up and it's it's not outstanding, especially when you compare him to some of his peers. Both these defenses are phenomenal, and they don't make mistakes. They're all old. I mean, like, you look at Notre Dame's defense, grad, 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 grad. Sophomore Benjamin Morrison, who's a phenomenal cornerback, and they told him to get out there and play one-on-one against Marvin Harrison Jr., and he did a pretty good job. Grad, 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 grad. Duke, all, you know, grad transfer, grad transfer, senior, 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 senior. Both these defenses are allowing less than 14 points a game. Both these defenses are allowing 4.2 yards per play or less. And 52 seems too daggum high. I see both these defenses having a really strong performance. I'm going under 52 for this game.
4: Get your 52 and
2: a half.
0: Let's take it. That's a key number.
4: I want to take Duke just like the home team crowd. They you know almost beat Clemson. But you just go back and look at Notre Dame's record against the ACC and it scares me away from it. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a close game, but I would lean Duke, but I'm not going to take it. I'll, I'll get it on an under 52 and a half a Chip.
0: All right. Same thing.
3: I mean, look, uh, Duke is is tempo, but Notre Dame is not. I think if you're the Irish, you're fairly happy with how you ran the football on what is a good uh, Ohio State defense. Um, Irish have a couple of receivers out. I would expect them to try to, as Tom said, win along the lines of scrimmage. Uh, you know, if if you're Duke, nobody's really pushed you around yet. You're a pretty veteran football team. Like maybe Notre Dame can really do that. We'll see. I I was super impressed with what the Irish did on defense. Honestly, like mm-hmm. they they played extremely well. I mean, I, I bet under. I was happy. Like that's kind of I didn't expect to see like such a dominant effort by both defenses. But uh, I, I think Notre Dame is a solid under team. I like this deep. Uh, I like the Irish defense a lot more than I like the Irish offense.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because I think about um, the way that you detailed the, how Duke played Clemson. I mean, aren't you going to do the same thing? You're just going to get out there and you're going to say, all right, we're just going to load the box because we don't think that your wide receivers have a distinct advantage over our corners. They like that? Do. Yeah. 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 It should be uh, very interesting. Coming up on the other side. We're going to open up the board. Anything and everything goes from Saturday, rounding out our week five locks and money line sprinkles next. Back here on the Cover Three Podcast. Let's review what we've got on the board so far. Bud is on Notre Dame Duke under 52 and a half. Oregon State minus three and a half. Middle plus seven. And USC Colorado under 74 and a half. I've got Notre Dame Duke under 52 and a half. USC first half 11.5. and a half. The Utah, Oregon State under 45, Western Kentucky, minus 6, uh, Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky over 59.5, and, and Georgia minus 14.5. Danny's got USC first half minus minus eleven and a half, and Oregon state minus three and a half and NC state plus three and a half. Tom is on Utah, Oregon state under 45, Sam Houston state team total under 14 and a half Austin college at East Texas Baptist over 61 and Notre Dame minus five and a half. what, what that?
2: I have no idea what that is. I believe okay. that is supposed to be Texas, Texas Kansas, Kansas.
0: <laughs> our automation is picking up all kinds of wild Uh-oh. stuff around here.
3: Man. Maybe, t- maybe Tom accidentally has an angle on that game.
2: Yes, so I do. Doesn't want I'm release. not sharing that. That's for me. Austin College game. in East Texas Baptist.
0: Uh, all right, Danny, got three on the board. Let's uh, let, let's fill it up a little. Where do you want to go?
4: Let's go. I got a little two-for-one special for you, so we're definitely going to fill it up. Uh, you know we have the Dino drop, right? It's one of our favorites. I think people love it when we get it. I don't think we're playing it this week. I think Clemson, I don't think they have problems. Um, I think they have problems. In fact, they got two losses. But in both of those games, they easily could have won and possibly even won by double digits, like both of them. If they're able to punch it in, their defense is still an issue for Syracuse. Um, they're... Points off turnovers allowed is absolutely off the charts. Like they are, they are giving the ball away, and just like we saw against Florida State, it is costing them points. But their defense is still really legit. I actually liked what I saw from Cade Klubnik against against Florida State. I think he's kind of coming into his own. I think their offense uh, is kind of better than it was last year, and it's better than advertised. Uh, so I'll go ahead and lay them. Give me, I'll lay the six and a half, and I will take the over because I think they're going to put up points, but I also think Garrett Schrader is a problem. Dual-threat quarterback, what did Riley Leonard do? He went off as well. One of the big reasons Duke was able to win that game, I think Garrett Schrader could get his as well. So I'll take Clemson, Lamb, and the over as well.
2: Lock agreement on Clemson minus six and a half. I just think, yeah, it's Clemson right now at two and two going on the road against an undefeated Syracuse team. I think that the, uh, I think they're being a little bit undervalued because I do still think they're one of the 10 best teams in the country from a power rating standpoint. And I do not think Syracuse is one of the 10 best teams in the country from a power rating standpoint. So, yeah, give me
3: the Tigers. Clemson has a plan on offense. Like you can clearly see what they're trying to set up. Uh, Like they, they are, they layer it pretty well. Like it's much more, it's much less grab baggy than, uh, than last year. Hell, like the screen call that everybody gave Riley a bunch of hell for, the, the, the third down screen call, I'm not sure who the receiver. I think it might be Collins. If he's spending less time waving his arm to throw the screen and more time blocking the guy on the screen, that's a pretty interesting little play call. Clemson has gone unbalanced there. Florida State actually matched the unbalance, which is you know good, but like they're they're a man down against the screen. If Clemson just blocks that even, even kind of poor, but not Olay blocking there is likely achieving a first down for the Tigers like like that. I think that Clemson's offense is considerably better coached than it was last year. I think Klubnik is getting more comfortable. Um, you know, it, what I'm worried about for Syracuse is that they have had to run Schrader 39 times in the last two weeks against Purdue and Army, and I believe that is a direct relation to the fact that they've lost Gadsen. They've lost Jones and Pena is not back. Those are their two best receivers and their best kind of like hybrid NFL tight end guy. So I'm going to go with Cuse under 23 and a half team total. Like I know they'll pace it, but I think that Clemson's safeties and backers run extremely well. Um, I mean, look, they bottled up Jordan Travis. I I know he had the shoulder, but um, Leonard's Leonard's a good player. I I think Leonard's a lot better player than Schrader is. Go ahead and give him the team total under there. Also, yeah, if I had to play at 22 and a half, there's a couple of those too, yes, I would.
0: Yeah, the uh, the Clemson defensive line is still so sick. It's pretty nice, man. Yeah. 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 Like, it, I know Florida
3: State has has problems up front right now. We'll see if they can get some of those fixed over kind of the next bye week and two cupcakes. But, um, yeah, we'll I mean,
2: see.
0: They, most opponents, they are going to absolutely eat their lunch. I mean, it is going to be really difficult. Um Yeah. Yeah, get off the mat. Like that, this is if Clemson gets off the mat, they
3: they win and cover easily. They yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, Tom said ladder it up alt line as far <laughs> as the slider will take it. Let's see what we can get. What get what do we need for plus five hundred sportsbook? <laughs> Lay them. Um, all right, let's see. But can I well, go
2: because there's a line I want and it's moving already. Yeah, yeah go Ooh. for it. Washington minus eighteen and a half. Hurry, 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 because it's gonna probably be to twenty points here pretty soon at a lot of places. Jane Delore is not playing for Arizona, so
0: I'm sorry. I so you saying what 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 is
2: Washington? Oh well, you know what you can't spell Washington without
1: the wagon. R-
0: A wagon. Come on. <laughs> Jump on. We're gonna take you straight to the pay window. That's the destination on this wagon. We will ford rivers, we will cross trails, we will not break down. Our axles are strong. Washington is a wagon. Um, word, bud.
3: I mean, is this thing going to twenty? Are you jumping in on it too?
0: Or do you it's already have-
3: it's already twenty at DraftKings? I mean, we got Seizures sitting 18 and a half, uh, Buckeyes 19. Uh Something feels weird here to me. Like, I think it's pretty well obvious that, that he was going to be out for like the last couple days. So if you watch the hit, like he ain't coming back from that anytime soon. I, I don't think it's a one week thing for him.
2: Well, and line's opened. not 21 yet. It opened around 21, I think, and then it came down to like 17 and a half for a while, and now it's going back the other way. Um, I'm going to pass.
3: I, okay. I don't know. My, my, my spotty sense is like wait, what? <sighs> the wagon.
0: Oh, oh! what, like one of their three NFL wide receivers might not be a- suiting up?
3: <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Now we've just got two guys that are better than most other wide receivers in the country.
2: So I can't remember the exact number, but I was looking at yards per route run, and all three of those guys are top 10 nationally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bananas.
2: Can I get one that is
3: moving? Yeah, of course. Uh, Alabama under 47. Ooh got a on deck. If you guys are watching this live, I'd recommend getting this thing cuz I think this is going to move. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, would you
0: lay the 14 and a half?
3: No, I I just don't trust Bama's passing game enough.
4: I'll take Mississippi State plus 15. I get it, as long as I want to get it over two touchdowns. Uh
2: and I can get, get you 14
4: and a half still. Great. I'll take 14 and a half. Uh, Has anybody noticed what took place last week with Mississippi State? Because they were running the football a whole lot their first three games. And guess what they remembered? Oh, my gosh. We have maybe the best quarterback in the SEC and Will Rogers. (laughs) So they chucked it 48 times. I want to see that offense. I think they're going to need it. And the last time we saw Alabama's defense, I know it's a different offensive line. I think that could be an issue. But they were susceptible to some big plays from Texas. So – I'm not. I don't think Alabama loses, but in Starkville too. I mean, it's going to be the cowbells are going to be ringing. I think this will be a less than two touchdowns win for Alabama. So give me Mississippi State and those points. All right, Tom, you getting in on this one? We haven't talked
0: about this game much. I've got nothing on this one. Although
2: I did have somebody ask me a question the other day: Who's better, Jalen Milrow or Joe Milton? And the more I thought about it, the more I decided it was Jalen Milrow. Wow. I just think that Jordan's deep ball just, wise, they're pretty much the same guy. Milton's got a much stronger arm, but at least <laughs> but at least Milro can move.
0: Um, all right. I I I'm not gonna lock it up, but I that Alabama defense, which goes to Buds under, they're they're pretty awesome. I'm I want like what do you, what are you gonna do against Alabama's defensive front, right? Because they're gonna they're Huge and powerful on the inside. And Dallas Turner is leveled up in a way that, you know, people have been looking for out of him for a while. He is playing at a high level right now. And um, that's very interested to, uh, that game actually will be concluding uh, during the instant reaction show. So who knows? Maybe we're talking about an Alabama upset. Maybe it's trappy. We'll see. Does Mississippi State get bandy this year? Are you going to ask if they're going to go winless in the SEC?
3: No, but I think just, psychologically like that looked like a home run effort for Mississippi state and their staff, like
1: oh. get, getting,
3: getting blown out by LSU, surveying the the schedule saying like, like staffs know they know like games they can win and games they can't win. I mean, like Dion's not alone in playing to keep a game close, right. And, and playing to, to not get embarrassed. Image management is certainly a part of coaching. If you're at an under undermanned school, like they'll deny it, but guarantee you, uh, that looked like a home run effort. South Carolina kind of got the BS call on the interception, and yet they still lose and still don't cover. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm curious about the mood there in Starkville this week.
0: So after this Alabama game, you do get Western Michigan. Whew! Thank goodness. Um, but then it's Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky. Those are you your be best chances, right? Yeah, yeah, and then Southern Miss later in the year. So there are more wins on the schedule. But uh, SEC wins will be tough to come by. Um, while we're in that neck of the woods, does anybody jumping in on anything for LSU Ole Miss?
3: You know the dentist is.
0: Oh, let's go! Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right, pulling it up here for LSU Ole Miss. I have two picks. The home team is eight and two straight up and nine and one against the spread in the last ten Ole Miss LSU games. However, LSU is seven and three straight up in those ten games, and all were more than two and a half points. This line feels like Vegas is begging you to LSU, which is strange to me. What am I missing here? Ole Miss has a lot of trouble moving the ball against good teams. Their O-line stinks, and their three best pass catchers are still not 100%. The defense plays well at times, but wears down as they get in the second half. I just don't think Ole Miss is very good right now. Probably pretty comparable to, like, Arkansas, with a heavy reliance on quarterback making plays with their feet. LSU should win this game easily if they play well. LSU minus two and a half, and he has another one. Ole Miss-LSU first half under 33 and a half. Uh, He says this game usually tends to be high scoring, but I just can't see Ole Miss scoring much with the current state of their offense. Six, seven and a half is a lot for this game, but I've been burned by fourth quarter shenanigans this season. God, haven't we all with Ole Miss? Uh, (laughs) So I'm going first half under 33 and a half. Uh, He notes that Ole Miss at the half this year has scored uh, six against Bama or seven. I'm not sure which direction he wrote these 10 against Georgia tech and uh, 10 against Tulane.
0: So, do we still have a 34-and-a-half for our LSU team total?
3: Uh, let's take a look at that. Uh, or
0: maybe 33-and-a-half?
3: What rotation number is that?
0: Uh, where are
3: we? Yeah, there's 34-and-a-half. There's, uh,
0: there's yeah, let's go LSU team total over 34-and-a-half. Um, I think that, you know, as the dentist mentioned, they can give up some big plays through the air, and while I have – like, I cannot trust this game – it looks weird. It's strange. I could see LSU laying an egg, um, but I don't think I can see Ole Miss's defense limiting Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors, and the passing game over the course of four quarters. So, I, I just think that the Ole Miss win scenario is a high-scoring shootout. That LSU blowing them out probably includes thirty-five points or more. So, I'm going to go LSU team total over.
3: He is uh, he is two and one betting on or against Ole Miss this year. And uh, the one is the ridiculous late game shenanigans with Ole Miss Georgia Tech. After that was like a what a 10-3 to halftime, and it finished 70. So Dennis follows Ole Miss pretty well. Uh, I'm going to join him on that LSU pick. Okay, I, let's go. I think Ole Miss got problems.
2: So you're Ole LSU Miss- minus 2.5, or you're joining Chip on the LSU pick?
0: He's doing 2.5. All right,
4: yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Danny. I'll stay in the SEC. Noon game. We talked about this a little bit yesterday uh, with the news of Connor Wegman being out. Max Johnson. This is a biased bet. I'll go with it. I thought he looked great. Went back and watched. He looks very comfortable in the system. Evan Stewart, Nia Smith on the outside. We talked about that, too. He's got weapons. I think their defense is better. Uh, I'll go ahead and lay him play the six and a half with the Aggies against Arkansas. Like that, support for them. I like that. have root for my goal. my guy, the Bull. <laughs> no doubt. And uh, and he's got the uh, the other
0: son on the team too, right? Yeah, we got the Johnson Johnson touchdown. touchdown, touchdown. Yeah, let's
4: cool. go Johnson you know family affair for a props. Both <laughs> watch out for a props bet. Um.
0: All right, uh, you want it, Tom?
2: Uh, I will go. With let's see, which one do I? I'm gonna go here with a first quarter play. But this is, goes along with like what you were talking about with the first half play earlier. I'm taking Oklahoma first quarter minus six and a half. There are four and a halves out there, but they are heavily juiced. Just take the six and a half unless you're super scared about Oklahoma winning the first quarter seven to two or something. So, I just if you look at Oklahoma so far this season. They are blowing the doors off of teams right from the gate. They're scoring on their first possessions. They're scoring on their second possessions. They've been very good in the first quarter. They've been very good in the third quarter. I think that continues this week. So Sooners minus six and a half in the first quarter.
0: Nice. Minus six and a half in the first quarter is not asking for much. No. Especially the way that Oklahoma's defense has played and has yeah. improved year over year. So I'm, I can rock with that. And I've got... First quarter over betting is a weird thing. Well, because yeah. the coin flip's going to decide yeah. a decent portion of it.
2: Mm-hmm. But I still think they can get a stop and then march right down the field in this one if they have to.
0: Um, all right, I've got two left.
2: I've got much more than that. All right. I got a couple more than that, yeah. Let it, let it rip. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to stick with this one. going to ride this until the wheels fall off. Nebraska-Michigan under 39. Talked about it last week. Michigan was running the fewest snaps per game on average, than anybody in the country. And that number dropped after last week's game against Rutgers because they ran even fewer plays. And it was a little scarier just because Rutgers got that touchdown early in the game, but then Michigan completely shut them down. I know this is their first road game of the season, but that just makes me even more confident that they're probably going to just take care of their business, handle Nebraska, smother them, and get the hell out of town and go home because it just becomes clearer and clearer every week. Michigan's just practicing until they have to play Penn State and Ohio State in November. Everything else before that is just let's get out of here and be healthy.
4: Let the children sing. I'll get on that. (laughs) Totally agree. Um, You know what else? They don't have any motivation. They're still at two. Like nobody's docking them for the schedule. They're just getting like the. And I don't, you know, I get it why they're number two, why they're not dropping, but they don't have any extra incentive to go out there and try to blow them out. We know how bad Nebraska's offense are yeah how bad their offense is. I don't think they score many many points. And I also think Nebraska's run defense is pretty good. Could slow Michigan down a little bit. Um but I think this is under too.
3: Uh, I could definitely see under there. Yeah.
4: I mean it, they're playing they're not playing
3: Sims though, right? It, it's uh I can't pronounce no, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, Harbaugh or <laughs> or whatever. Some yeah. some very, yeah, Fifty-one percent passing against NIU and La Tech is maybe not the most inspiring performance. If you're about to go face Michigan's defense, yeah. At I mean, some point, though,
4: concern, the biggest concern is that Michigan goes over this by themselves. I mean, that yeah, exactly. That's right, the honest concern. I, I mean, you could have a concession score if Michigan's up,
3: you know, thirty-two nothing or thirty-five or mm-hmm. nothing. At some point, Michigan, even though they're not necessarily trying to blow teams out, and even though they are playing slow. At some point, this defense will get will create turnovers in the opponent's own end,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and
3: Michigan will cash them in, and it will snowball. You know, at, like I don't, how does rule play this? Like, is rule cool losing twenty eight nothing? Like, do they just keep playing crazy slow? Like, igno- like Jim and Matt kind of look okay. Like, you got me, I got you, cool. Like, simulated running clock second half. We're we'll keep running the ball even when we're down three scores, or does Nebraska try to throw the football? That's the other. Like I thought about. I thought about under here pretty hard, but like at some point, Nebraska's going to have to try to throw it, and that's when it could
4: go uh, back at him. All right, let's keep rock over. <laughs> uh, I got one. Or who's 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 low? who's behind? I've got two left.
2: I've got four left. Go
4: ahead,
0: I've
2: rip off couple. another one, Tom. All right, uh, another under New Mexico, Wyoming, under forty-two it's gonna be it's
0: windy. gonna be windy in laramie Just,
2: yeah uh that's pretty much it wyoming games are low scoring and slow and there's a whole hell of a lot of wind so give me the under 42
0: yeah that'll be uh 15 to 16 mile an hour crosswinds through war memorial stadium and also new mexico so yes.
2: I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but serious shout out to new mexico for coming through for me was it last week or league four against umass i appreciate it but now it's time to go back to being new mexico yep both play
3: about as slow as humanly possible mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yes. New, new mexico's running that old school uab offense yep uh how much room do i have jordan
0: <laughs> do, you, do you need do you need your song uh or is is anything sick or is it all square
3: oh this is sick yeah give me the song it's time for sicko mode let's go i'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. if things go wrong they could be like you ask you that's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode all right so (laughs) i got room for five more that's about what i've got on my sheet this is this is pretty perfect I think we need a business trip for Pitt. Pitt just needs to get away for a little bit, but not to Morgantown. You see Chip's shirt. One of the key things in gambling is you have to be able to separate bad from awful. Pitt is bad. Virginia Tech is awful. I generally trust Pat Narduzzi to go on the road, and they don't always win. But there are some coaches that I just will not bet on the road. At least until the lines just like completely catch up to the fact that they don't travel well, whatever. Like they're not organized or travel plan sucks. What, whatever. Like their their rest up doesn't work. Whatever it is. Our doozy on the other hand is not somebody you should bet on necessarily on the road, but he is not a coach who is a bad road coach. He's actually uh, sixteen and three against the spread in road conference games as a favorite. So generally, Pitt goes on the road and doesn't mess around. West Virginia was extremely concerning, uh, obviously. I'm going to go ahead and lay the two and a half points here with Pitt. I was a little bit surprised at how Pitt, how well Pitt played against North Carolina. Like, they ran the ball kind of effectively. A lot of the passes that Drake May made were really high-level passes. Like, they at least forced him to do difficult stuff. I, I, I bet North Carolina that game. However, I was like, damn, like, I'm glad Drake May is playing his butt off here because Pitt had an <laughs> inspired effort, and, like, they don't look quite as bad as I thought. So, lay them with the Nardog. Yuck!
2: That's pretty sick. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not even the play as much as you're like fading yourself to have to watch Pitt and Virginia Tech play football. Oh, I'm not going to
1: watch it.
3: I'll, I'll, I'll I'll watch, I'll watch the turnovers and the explosive plays, and then if some team has like (laughs) crazy tackles for loss, I'll figure out if there's an injury.
0: Um, yeah, the ACC's got a couple of, you know, there's Pitt, Virginia Tech, and Virginia Boston College. I mean, just. I mean, you know, I thought Akron Buffalo was going to be the, uh, you know, the gold standard for week five, but my, there's some, there's some phenomenal, some phenomenal football games that are going on across the country this week. Um, All right. Let's see
4: who Danny. I'll go. Um, Texas tech lost Tyler Shuck uh, to a season ending injury, like another injury for Tyler Shuck. My man has been dealing with it his entire career which also tells me the Texas Tech's kind of prepared for this. Um, the line dropped, I think from ten to eight and a half. I think Texas Tech is in a point of desperation for John McGuire. They desperately need a win. They're one and three. Why is Bud telling me no? I, yeah, I don't. I don't know.
3: Uh, I, I want to hear the play first. I'm just.
4: I, <laughs> All right. I'm I'm like you've it sounds like you already bet it. Okay, do thing. I, 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 we can fight. I guess we're fighting then. If he doesn't like it, uh, I'll go ahead and lay. Eight and a half with the Texas Tech Red Raiders against Houston coming to town. Are you going to fight it? I'm not going to fight it, but I'm going to be
3: keenly uh, watching this game for the live betting because Morton took a pretty good shot late in that ball game against West Virginia. So I don't know who QB four is for Texas Tech, but if they have to play him, I'm
4: guessing he ain't great. All right, you, Tom. Tom you Matt, on that Ryan, our colleague at CBS, said he can get seven and a half. Is he right? I Look love that. Thanks for the support, Matt. Matt Ryan in the chat. He's, I mean, he did, he's, he's not going he's to play for the Jets. The broad he's broad too busy tapping. watching
2: the lock spot.
4: <laughs> I mean, he's into the bra. He turned down the Jets because he wanted <laughs> to watch the lock pod, Pretty much is what he was saying. <laughs> um, nice.
0: All right. I'll, uh, so I don't know scientifically what it, ha- what it's called. Um, when a wagon has wings. What's so-
1: so me, mama, like a wagon
0: wheel. But the Air Force Falcons are a wagon with wings. You favor them by nine, they win by 18. You favor them by six and a half, they win by 20. Air Force is thumping teams. And 10 and a half is not enough points against a San Diego State team that is not up to par, is not up to program standard. We fly on the wagon with wings. Air Force, we lay the 10 and a half
2: lock agreement oh
0: yes
1: Ah!
2: San Diego State is a terrible run defense like you're used to the Aztecs over the years being good at stopping the run and even being good against trip like option teams when they were under Rocky Long Rocky Long's been gone for a while they are ranking in like the 120s and 130s in pretty much every rushing statistic defensively that I care about and they're facing an Air Force team that runs the ball 94% of the time. So, yeah, that shouldn't, that'll probably not go great for them.
3: There's a couple tens out there for you, Chip.
0: Let's go. I mean, Chip Line by you says give me the worst number because that's how much I believe in the pick.
3: If Ohio quarterback Curtis Rourke did not get knocked out, what's this line?
2: Seventeen ish. Oh, <laughs> it's you're probably saying, two touchdowns. You're yeah, saying like, if San
0: Diego State <clears> does not have the Ohio uh, performance on its record, factoring into this, then we would see a far different spread. If what's the is-
3: market perception? Yeah,
0: yeah. Nah, this it, Air Force's only failure to cover this year has been because Sam Houston drugged them into like an absolute slog, and even in that case. They won it was thirteen to three, but it felt like thirty to three. It was just played at such a slow pace. Um, you just didn't by the way,
4: it. you know where Rocky Long is? He's gonna have his hands full this week. Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I got one more. Are you guys out? I got one more. Go a ahead, couple. rip it.
0: Okay, um, what has TCU done where we can trust them as a double digit favorite in conference play? I mean, seriously what are, are we trusting TCU that much I because when you know when we took the under for TCU SMU or when we were looking at you know the different ways to approach this I was like okay so they've improved a little bit the the defense has you know snapped up some really bad offenses and West Virginia is not a dominant offense. But what have we said all season, even going into the Penn State games, that West Virginia is really good along the lines of scrimmage. And that means that this West Virginia team is going to be competitive. And they did not allow anything in those back-to-back wins. And while it was at home and while it was against offenses that are kind of in shambles right now, I do think that the confidence that West Virginia has been able to build during this 3-1 start is going to have them going into Fort Worth and once again being a real pain in the ass because of how good they are on the lines of scrimmage 11 and a half. That's a, that's a lot of points for a game where I'm not so sure the difference between the quality uh, is there.
2: If you like 11 and a half, you're going to love 13.
0: Oh,
4: let's yeah. go. All right.
2: CLV chip line value. Chip line value.
4: I love that I love play. Value. I almost considered going two more, but I have a lot on the board. I love that play. Jordan, I have room for four more. (laughs) I think. I'll get my last one in so Bud can just rip off his four right in a row. Jordan, I feel like he's he's been a little quiet. We kind of ripped on him before with the Joe Milton stuff. (laughs) Give me Tennessee at home, laying 12 and a half. Um, You know what Tennessee's really good at? Getting after the passer. You know what South Carolina's really bad at? Protecting the passer, despite Spencer Rattler making great plays. He's been awesome. I think it's too much. I think Tennessee takes them to the woodshed. I'll lay the 12 and a half. Little little thing I've been watching there, Danny. Oh, sorry.
3: (laughs) I think they might get the center maze back this week. That's been a big deal. Like Florida won that game, not entirely, but a large part of that was was feasting on the Tennessee backup at right tackle because Mency got popped for the weed stuff and because the, the center maze was still out. They get both those guys back. I I think they may cook. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like that one. All right. Um, I also like Indiana's defense quite a bit. I'm gonna bet Maryland under 32 and a half team total.
0: Mm.
3: I like the side. I like the under. I think like when our powers combined, Captain Planet style, the, the one I like the best is Maryland oh, under 32 and a half. I mean, they held Indiana or they hold they held Louisville. To 21. Uh, they held Ohio State to 35. I think Indiana has some real players on its defensive line. Uh, I I don't really see the incentive for Maryland to just go out and, and kill them. Uh, maybe maybe Indiana turns the ball over and I lose, but hey, it's gambling. Next, this just feels extremely, extremely rock fighty. Give me what's best I can get here 44 and a half under 44 and a half in Kentucky Florida. Yeah. I've debated this all week. Like th- this opened 47. It got got snatched up pretty hard. It went through 45, which is obviously a bit of a key. But I-, I still just neither of these teams have hit explosive plays this year, especially through the past game. I like both front sevens a ton, much more than I like the opposing offensive lines. Neither quarterbacks scare you a whole lot. Mertz has been a little more like operationally efficient but just not not scary. I think it's the rock fight, but and both coaches like the rock fight style. Yeah, I was um, I
0: was thinking about that. Like Florida is Florida is closer to Kentucky than Florida is to Florida. But
3: no doubt, Florida yeah. is
0: a Kentucky branded type team. They both want to just run the ball behind those big old offensive lines, and uh, I I can definitely rock with you on that one.
3: Um, by the way, chat's telling me that Indiana held Ohio State to twenty three, not uh, not thirty five. I thought it was more than that, but whatever. No, yeah, it was twenty three to three. I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, then I, my point stands even more. <sighs> Michigan State plus 12. Mm. Lock I think they win the game. <laughs> I'm a little worried because some Michigan fans came at me on Twitter and were like, Hey, you need to make sure you figure out who's going <clears> to <throat> have an injury and fake red sh- like fake injury for, for the redshirt transfer thing out of Michigan State. Because so,
0: they've got 30 days. Mel Tucker officially fired. Now the 30-day clock starts for them to be able to enter the transfer portal and um, be able to transfer without penalty.
3: And Danny brought this up yesterday, right? Like it has been four games. I figured you'd probably hear it leak out beforehand, but maybe not. Maybe they will keep it quiet if there is something there. Uh, but yeah, Michigan State. There are 12-and-a-halves
2: out there for us.
3: Well, shoot. I mean, look, it's an Iowa game. Weird stuff Mm -hmm. could happen. I'll I'll take every little half point I can get. Um, Give me – I can't believe I'm going to do this in a tempo game. Give me Oregon under. I really didn't like what I saw from Stanford's offense last week. They converted five opportunities of third and 11-plus. I think that's unsustainable. They also gave up nine tackles for loss to uh arizona's offense mm. i i don't really like oregon's off a huge win i know oregon's kind of a wagon but like what what's the real incentive for them to go and just absolutely kill stanford like get the backup some more time get out uh what's the best number i can get in that 61 yeah perfect i'll, I'll take that
4: and i got Talk room for one more difference in environments too
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh Buffalo Akron over. That's kind of sicko as well.
0: Oh.
2: I got 55. <laughs> um, Buffalo is what what Buffalo stinks, Chip last week.
0: <laughs> Man, and I came so close to cashing in on that. Come on, Louisiana.
2: But specifically, Buffalo's defense
3: stinks. And this is actually kind of sneakily two of the better quarterbacks in the Mac. DJ Irons. Like, Irons and Snyder are like not, yeah, they're not that bad. And, 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 and DJ I, I Irons is dual
0: threat buffalo's run defense is bad
3: yeah yeah i can rock with that buffalo's pass defense is like i mean liberty was like playing 7 on 7 against them that was mm-hmm. kind of insane Liberty single
0: wagon?
2: They're so four zero against the spread. You got to stop throwing the word "wagon" around so freely, there. Right. Right. right, yeah, man. You know what?
0: Yeah, as as the uh, the deputy of wagons, I, w- I will cede the opinion to you. <laughs>
2: the Wagon committee is going to be issuing a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, before we get to money line sprinkles.
2: Oh, I got one more. Oh, okay. Team that is on wagon watch, ironically enough. And if they pull this one off this week, they're going to get a little closer to full-on certification. Give me James Madison minus three against South Alabama. If they can win this one and win this one emphatically, I think I'm going to be kind of coming along on the Dukes.
4: They're,
0: they're awesome. It's it's a lot of fun to watch that team play. Um, all right. And that is going to be in Harrisonburg. Huge game there for the Sun Belt. All right. Let's review what we got on the board before we got to money line Sprinkles. We Bud has Michigan State plus 12, Notre Dame Duke under 52 and a half, Oregon State minus three and a half, Middle Tennessee plus seven, USC Colorado under 74 and a half, Syracuse team total under 23 and a half, Alabama Mississippi State under 47, LSU minus two and a half, Pitt Minus two and a half, Maryland team total under 32 and a half. and Florida, Kentucky under 44.5. and a half. I am on Air Force minus 10 and a half. Notre Dame Duke under 52 and a half. USC first half minus 11.5. and a half. Utah, Oregon State under 45, Western Kentucky minus six, Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky over 59 and a half. Georgia minus 14 and a half. LSU team total over 34 and a half. West Virginia plus 13. Danny's got. Michigan, Nebraska under 39, Clemson minus 6.5, USC first half minus 11.5, Oregon State minus 3.5, NC State plus 3.5, Clemson, Syracuse over, that's right, is it over 53? Mm-hmm. Yeah, over fifty-three. Mississippi State plus fourteen and a half. Texas A&M minus six and a half. Texas Tech minus eight and a half. Tennessee minus twelve and a half. Tom is on. Michigan plus. Michigan State plus twelve. Air Force minus ten and a half. Michigan Nebraska under thirty-nine. Clemson minus six and a half. Utah Oregon State under. Sam Houston State team total under 14 and a half. Kansas, Texas over 61. Notre Dame minus five and a half. Washington minus 18 and a half. Oklahoma first quarter minus six and a half. And no Mexico, Wyoming under 42. It's going to be windy in a Bud,
2: Bud and I are both off the page because it does not include Bud's. Uh, Bud's. I was told Black I had room for Hick, five more. My, yeah, or my <laughs> James Madison. Uh, we were lied to by Jordan. So
0: so do not forget that Buffalo Akron over 55 for Bud and James Madison Dukes minus three. All right. Let's turn our attention to those money line sprinkles last week in money line sprinkles. Whoa, Danny, West Virginia winner, Washington State winner. Why don't you uh, why don't you go ahead and get us started since you are just
4: crushing it with the money line sprinkles. You know, it's a wagon. My sprinkles are a wagon right now. You better get on. All right, rattle these off quickly. Ole Miss, give them to me. The line's telling you something. They know something. I'll go ahead and take a swing for the fences with them. I say they went outright. The Florida Gators, remember, they owned this rivalry for 30 years. All of a sudden, it's got a little bit more even. I think they can win uh, in Lexington. Give me them to win outright. Boise State. Give me Boise State to win uh, as well. Uh, more road picks this week. And then give me NC State, the Wolfpack. We talked about it earlier. Carter Finley. I think they get the win outright as well. And then West Virginia. Take me home. I just want to sing again. Country roads. Let's go. <laughs> TC. Wouldn't it be ironic if they're playing the team that was last year's Cinderella Story in the Big 12 and they beat them and they become this year's Cinderella Story in the Big 12? There is not that much gap in the top and the bottom. We knew that coming in. Maybe West Virginia is actually one of the better teams in the conference. They are not going to be a Cinderella story going to the college football playoff championship game. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. <laughs> but it's still a great story. It's still a great story. No, no, you 14. That's all. That's all Neil Brown wants to say. They call themselves 14 because of the preseason uh predictions, them finishing 14th. That's their oh, rallying So They're 14th.
0: That is, man. Uh, that, I like that a lot. Uh, it's not my money line sprinkle though. Um, I'm going to go to that other game that I discussed earlier, opposite of VT Pitt. I know that we are losing our our, our sweet, you know, whoopsie daisy king Anthony Calandria. Give me Virginia on the money line at Boston <laughs> College. God damn Jeff. Speaking of
3: gross. <laughs> that's a sicko money line
0: i mean that's the good thing about the cw game of the week is that's over the air so it doesn't need to occupy any of your streaming services you can just get the digital tuner out to be able to get that cw game on
2: between dawson's creek commercials
0: yeah and then uh, i'm also going to take duke uh plus 180 just i i think there is a sprinkles chance that duke can go and get that win outright so uh Real, real old school ACC uh, as as the conference might be uh, might might be seeing its final days here in the next coming months. But let's go Virginia league, and on the on the money line.
3: There's plus two hundreds out there, by the way.
0: Yeah, I'll take so. it. Okay,
2: I got it at one eighty. Let's see. All right, um, I'm going to kind of go along with Danny's Big Twelve principle here. I'm taking Baylor plus three sixty. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't really expect them to win, but I don't think that is an accurate number for the level of these two teams, so give me that. I'm also taking, I'm about to get booed, South Carolina plus 360. What happened last time South Carolina played Tennessee with Joe Milton, at quarterback? Oh, that's right. South Carolina won, and South wow. Carolina's wow. offensive line was terrible last year, too, but for some reason, they were able to stop Tennessee and Joe Milton. Uh, I'm with Danny on Florida plus 100, and I was a big Georgia State believer last week had Darren Granger, my quarterback power rankings, really, really appreciated what they did for me against a Coastal Carolina team that I don't think the market had caught on that Tim Beck is slowly destroying. But uh, sorry, got to go the other way this week. Troy plus 105. Tom's going to be
3: in there like whispering in, in the linebackers here. like, Hey, Milton makes 7X. You do an NIL. Pass it on. <laughs> All right. ACC boys got to ride together. Um. Look, we'll see if Duke. We'll, we'll see if Notre Dame can do it. Give, give me that Duke plus two hundred. I said I think they win the ball game, so I'll double down on it. Michigan State plus three eighty. Yes, Dude. Houston plus two seventy five. Oh. I like that actually. I mean, Rice plus one fifty five.
0: Oh come on, man! Oh, You're going right you go right back to it. Oh, sorry.
3: I mean, East Carolina plus 155. Rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay.
3: (laughs) I think he he can change. He can change. I can fix him. This is why you watch us live. (laughs) Northern Illinois plus 450 at Toledo. Go get his own fan duel.
0: That is a man that's been burned by the candle too many times.
2: Do you
3: trust Jason
0: Candle?
2: No, that's thing. yeah, I I really like that play. Like logically, I just oh I don't know that I have the the stones to make it.
0: <laughs> um, that's actually in the uh, in the notes section of my spreadsheet. Beside this game is like I was like, but can you trust Jason Candle? And The answer is clearly no.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I was very I was very close to taking the Huskies to cover like as one of my walks, but I just I I, I don't I can't I don't like this Huskies team.
0: But I like it as a sprinkle. I could see yeah, them no for show. sure. Yeah, yeah, no. That's like,
3: like, look. Notre Dame could totally no show. Iowa could no show. Texas Tech could be starting a fourth quarterback. So we'll see on that. I'm kind of curious about J.C. Daniels. By the way, we'll see.
0: Also on the uh, on the ECU note, uh, as ECU takes on the Beatrice Challenge, um, that team is so so young and inexperienced mm-hmm. that it's going to be one of those teams that you want to circle back on you know, once things start to click and once they start to get a little bit of experience. I mean, obviously thrown into the fire at Michigan, you know, Marshall kind of took their lunch a little bit. ECU was leading that game in the second half. Once they get a little bit more mature, uh, I think that that's where, I don't know if they're going to be winning a whole lot of ball games, but I mean, we're talking about the American Athletic Conference. The difference between some of those teams in the bottom half are, are going to provide plenty of opportunities for the Pirates to, uh, to get
2: theirs. Also, I would just like to point out too, They're not at plus money, so I couldn't put them in the sprinkles, but Illinois straight up Purdue. Okay. Feeling it. Okay.
3: All right. Maybe somebody knows something about somebody else's defense. Just just,
0: just Rivalry, man.
2: Rivalry game.
0: Yeah. Cannon's on the line. It's ours. Let's go. What's the uh, trophy?
2: The, The cannon. The cannon. It's a cannon. It's on wheels like a wagon, so.
0: But it's a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's about, I think, I think that that's Uh. That's, that's a full slate of week five selections. Join us Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern time, and we will be reacting to everything from the week that was. Thank you to everybody that's hanging out, and you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Pinelli. You can follow him at Danny Pennelly. You can follow him at Elliott 3 You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you.
4: See ya.